0: Welcome to Happily Ever After, the podcast where we talk about life's big stories from breakups and breakdowns to icky secrets and happy endings, it's the stuff that makes us human. I'm your host Hannah Harvey, I'm a writer and a parenting blogger at mumsdays.com, I'd be really grateful if you could subscribe and leave a review because it basically means more people can find the podcast. And I also absolutely love hearing from you so please do contact me through Instagram at Mums Days, M-U-M-S-D-A-Y-S, with any of your stories um, and any thoughts you might have on the episode or any questions. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Happily Ever After with me Hannah. Today I would like to talk about co-parenting through divorce and I've asked Katie to come in because she is a child of divorce.
1: I am a child of divorce. Hello everybody.
0: <laughs> when was the last time why were we talking about that? Chris, Christmas divorce time at Christmas. Yeah. Divorce mess. Divorce mess, yes it was. <laughs> uh, of course. Mm. Um so yes, this time last year, well in December anyway, yeah. we were talking about how to sort of manage the Christmas period when it you're a separated parents and it was very helpful to have your opinion on this good so I thought it would be good to talk about well I'll be honest it's a bit of a daunting subject talking about co-parenting and children yeah because it's definitely well it's just not desirable is it well no nobody wants to be in this situation but it happens it does And I think it's very common when you're in conflict to think that the other person is a narcissist or awful or toxic. Like, all of these words get banded around a lot. And um, yes, that is definitely true. But it's also true that people in conflict behave crazy. Absolutely, yeah. Not yourself. I did my best during our breakup Mm. but I'm certain there were times that I made the wrong choice yeah because you're just doing your best in a really bad situation yeah well it's it's a trauma and it's
1: stress and it's anxiety and they can all make
0: you behave in ways that you wouldn't normally so Mm. it's to be expected it is Mm. so with that in mind neither of us are experts (laughs) no that's true (laughs) <laughs> i've lived through it from a parenting point of view you've lived through it from a child's point of view yeah let's see how we get on yeah <laughs> but please seek out from an actual expert should you need it <laughs> should you need it mm. so i guess one of the first things is to say that Kafka has got loads of advice about this mm-hmm. so if you go to court um for the sake of uh children's what's the word like wh- what's going to happen with the kids like who's going to have um the most uh, what's the word C- custody custody yeah. we don't really use that word as much these days but it, that is basically it like what is the custody going to look like and if you can't agree it outside of court then you go to court and Kafka's come in as the people that represent the child right yes so you've got the mother with their barrister and or solicitor, you've mm-hmm. got the father with theirs, and then you've got Kafka's that is there to represent what the child. they believe the child needs. And That's then you've amazing. got your judge. So when you go to court, you're sent out a pack from Kafka's to say, this is kind of how we believe you should behave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So with that in mind, Kafka's have got loads of advice online, and it's actually really helpful when you're in conflict, to step back and look at it from your child's point of view.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Because, you know, all sorts of different things are at play here. Um, and if you're very hurt by what your partner's done or they're very hurt by what you've done, um, there's naturally going to be conflict around the kids as well. That mm-hmm. just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But if you can kind of take a step back and go and look at some of the advice that they've got so they've got things like um ways to come up with parenting plans um online courses that support you especially if you're going to end up in court but it's things like you can't use your children as pawns
1: yeah yeah
0: and that's just it's just classic divorce isn't it yeah it is yeah um and from a mother's perspective i had to go through the process of being like they should be with me i'm their mother Uh yeah i know and but we can't think like that anymore you know and yeah i
1: guess it must be you probably go into it thinking well i would never use my kids as a way to negotiate this and nobody would ever think that they would do that but i bet it's loads easier to do than you think it is
0: yeah and i think you can do it from the perspective of thinking it's in their best interest
1: yeah Mm -hmm. without even knowing yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: but in this day and age when you go to court um the judge is very keen on 50 50. really that's good yeah so unless there's any mitigating circumstances that is what they're going to go for mm. so you need to bear that in mind if you think you're going to go to court and be like oh they're going you know i should have the kids more the chances mm. are it's not going to work out like that yeah so if you can avoid going to court because it's really fucking expensive yeah um bear in mind that you're probably still going to end up with 50 50 yeah that's no interesting
1: because i'm i mean i don't know but um I think probably when my parents got divorced, it won't have been like that. I don't think they'll have pushed them towards 50-50 custody.
0: I don't think so. And I think they would take into account things like how much each parent is working. Yeah. So if somebody's doing, you know, got a full-time job and the other person's at home, Mm. it would make sense for the person at home to have more custody. Yeah. But generally, it has to be agreed. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, both my parents were working. Yeah. Um but I uh, ended up with my mom and all of my friends whose parents were divorced and things they all ended up with their mothers as well. So
0: that's definitely you know, like what is this the 90s? Yeah. So I think it must have changed quite a bit since then. Yeah, I think now it's like it's very important that children have contact with both parents. Mm. I think there's been a lot of research since about the importance of both parents being in a child's life. Yeah. Um for all sorts of different reasons (laughs) Mm, yeah um and i'd say the only time that you need to really challenge that is if they aren't safe yeah Mm
1: -hmm. i guess that's like first and foremost and the only thing that you need to keep like at the
0: forefront of your mind the whole time yeah Mm. are they safe and if you feel like they're not or there's any doubt take it all the way yeah (laughs) yeah just to get you know reassurance from the court from kafkas that actually everything is okay and you know that you've done everything you can in your power yeah to keep them safe but even then i've heard stories from friends and people that have got in touch through the podcast where that isn't the case yeah and they didn't feel like the court was standing up for what they needed and what was right for the kids Mm, that's interesting so you know i think that's probably a subject for another day Mm. but we can't. I personally feel like I have to trust that the system is right. Yeah. So and also,
1: when, the, well, they're the professionals really, aren't they? Like, they do it a lot more than you do. <laughs> so you'd hope that they would have more experience than you have with this particular topic.
0: Yeah. You know? And it's the only way you're going to get some kind of an investigation if you are concerned. Yeah. Because if children's services are involved, they basically will say to you i don't know for example no contact with dad unless it's supervised yes and as long as you're doing that they then close the case that's the end of it Mm -hmm. there's no investigation done Mm -hmm. there's only like those instructions given and as long as you're adhering to what they've suggested Mm. that could go on for the rest of eternity yeah and then you're like well how am i ever how are we ever going to move on beyond that situation (laughs) yeah Without courts, yeah, because that's the only time then that there'll be an investigation and Kafka's will look into it properly. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's a bit of an odd one. Yeah, and it's a lot of pressure on the other parent to uphold what they've said. Yeah, I've been told this by an official body, so therefore I must adhere to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not fair on the other parent mm. if they feel like it's, but that that's like not the case. Yeah, there's no other way to prove it.
1: Oh, that's yeah. That must be without court, hard. and yeah. then it's all
0: money, money, money. Yeah. So it's a very tricky one, but obviously, first and foremost, kids got to be safe. Mm. And then once you know that they are, I personally believe it's good for them to have the fifty-fifty split. Yeah. Um, and it also allows me the time that I was looking for and was missing. Yeah. In the past, mm-hmm. and allows me space to do the things that fill me up so that when I'm with them they can have my full attention yeah that's good it's good batching it's good for my brain yeah and they'll get their
1: role from their dad as well and they're with them you know Mm. that's interesting I think that's a
0: good way of doing it you know and I think if you were in the traditional setup when you were in a relationship where mum did all the child caring and dad did all the other stuff Mm. um it's quite liberating yes and you know that, like everybody's doing their fair share of the unpaid care? well, I know yeah, because it's very like anti feminist to expect the women to do it all, isn't it? <laughs> you know you've got to live on your own, have mm. the children, and somehow provide Learned a for life everybody, yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I know people that are in a situation where Dad doesn't want to really be involved, yeah. So there is that side of it, and you might take them to court to be like, yeah, I really think you should be yeah, yeah. more involved in your children's lives, but yeah. I suppose you can't force it. No, no. You'll get court proceedings at the end, but you don't necessarily... It might not be the outcome you want. It might not be the... I can almost guarantee it mm. will not be the outcome that you want. Yeah. Everybody will leave that situation feeling slightly hard done by, mm. and you need to take a week or two to let it settle and look for the good in it. hmm Yeah. Because it's tricking. Yeah. (laughs) Because everybody's fighting for different things. Mm. Um, Yes, so I've put here C5050 as a blessing, even though it's hard. And you do have to go through a process of being like, from a mother's perspective, I'm the mum. They should be with me. Who even am I if I'm not being a mother? Uh Like, there's a whole... It can feel like a chasm when they're not around because they mm-hmm. distract you and they keep you going. Mm-hmm. There are reason to get up, and then the days when they're not there, you're like, "What do I do?" Yeah, mm. yeah. And and
1: obviously, when you with you when you were with your partner, they were there all the time, and you were there all the time, and there wasn't any sort of there. Just been a natural order of things where you did take care of them all the time, weren't there?
0: Yeah, and you were always yeah. the one. Like for me, I was always. Would always read a story, always put them to bed mm. and you're not doing that anymore. And adjusting to that must have been so hard. Mm. Well, it was a weird, it was again, one of these double-edged sword things yeah. where you're like half of you's going, oh my God, I can just watch telly on my own and I don't have to put anybody to bed. I'm going to fight anyone. Mm. But then you're also like, I feel so guilty that I'm not there for them. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but then like when you think about it,
1: I think that getting their all from their mum when they do see them and then getting their all from their dad because they've both had personal time to do their own things as well, I think must be pretty magical for them, you know? Like, Mm -hmm. because I'm sure being a parent is really hard, (laughs) you know? Like, I bet you're really worn down by it and to have time to actually um, do your own thing
0: as well will mean that you've got more energy for them. Yeah, Exactly, I'm definitely finding that. The next one Mm -hmm. is particularly difficult, but it's don't slag off your ex in front of your kids.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I bet that's another one of those things where you think, well, I would never do that, and then it happens a lot easier than you think it's going to.
0: Especially because they've got very big ears. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They can be in another room on a different level of your house Mm. and they can still hear what's going on. Mm. You've become hypersensitive to that as a kid, I think. Mm -hmm.
1: Especially when you're not sure what's going on with your life, I guess.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, and just suddenly being like... oh. Mm. I can sense that something's being talked about, and I want to know what's going on exactly and they'll just it's like you see them in the movies sitting at the top of the stairs you yeah. that's it that's yeah. what's going on, so you do have to be really careful about that yeah um, and it'll like I bet
1: they can sense the tone as well, so it's not they don't even have to be able to like understand which words you're saying. it's just like the way in which you're saying them they'll understand yeah. they feel eye rolls, yeah, yeah. i bet they do
0: yeah but it's it's, that's totally a thing because you know from the you're born being able to pick up body languages and cues Mm. and it's not until you're older that the language develops yes so little children pick up on all the other stuff before they pick up on what you're actually saying
1: yeah and i bet um it's even more um i bet you're even better at it with your parents as well because they're the ones that you need to be able to understand and read their body language for survival. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Interesting.
0: Very. So, yeah, it's very easy to do, but apparently it's more damaging than slagging a kid off to its face Yeah. to hear something bad about their parents.
1: My parents were so good at that. Like, they really, like. I'm pretty sure my mum went through a hard time and it'll have been hard for my dad as well, but. Um, she never said anything bad about him and still doesn't really like even though like i'm a real old adult now like she still avoids saying bad things about him um even though you can tell she thinks them, you
0: know she's so still picking up on those cues well yeah yeah
1: but like I, no they did a really good job of protecting me from that um and look i've turned out okay
0: exactly <laughs> mm. I think it's important. It was important not to hear that. Yeah, definitely. But yes, it, when you're in the middle of it, it can be very tricky. And mm. um, when you're being triggered, when friends come over and they're like, "Tell us everything," shh, yeah. you know, try and get the kids off. There's mm. still just remember, there. Yeah, the walls That's, have ears. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to remember when you're in the midst of the chaos. That it won't be like this forever. Yeah. The chances are you'll still have your challenges with your ex, but it won't be the same level of conflict. Mm-hmm. So to bear that in mind now, that in, at a future point it won't be this bad, so try not to react, maybe be so reactionary. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say to a friend of mine who's going through it, I'm like, you you can take time. Mm. You don't have to get an email and immediately reply to all the demands in it. You can take sleep on it, mm. which is horrible, by the way. You wake up in the night going, writing emails back. <laughs> yeah. um, I guess you can still do that, though. You just don't send it. Yeah, maybe write it out so that it's not in your head. Because mm. you, if you're awake anyway, you may as well get it out of your head. Yeah. But yeah, sleep on it. Speak. Get advice. Mm-hmm. Take your time and then reply. It doesn't have to be immediate all the time. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because actually, I guess the decisions when you're making at that point are going to affect the rest of your life as well, so you need to make sure you take your time on them.
0: Yeah, and don't, you know, say things that you're going to potentially regret later. I mean, we all do, but, you know. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so with that in mind, like, even if everything's going to shit still communicate for the sake of the kids yeah that must be so hard as well like just keep it practical yeah when you're picking them up kind of have them on this day Mm -hmm. um you know and if it's really bad and you don't want to communicate with them at all Mm. you still need to but you can use um there's an app oh you've told me about this yes go on it was interesting why can i not remember what it's called talking (laughs) parents yeah okay and it's admissible in court as well Mm. so it's an app where you can communicate with each other nothing can get deleted Mm. and it's all there and you can use it in court if necessary yeah great that's a really cool great tool to be very specific like this is just for parents this is just for talking about the children Mm -hmm. i don't want to talk about money i don't want to talk about the house don't want to talk about your ex-girlfriend or your new girlfriend or anything else it's Mm -hmm only about the kids so it's quite a nice technique when you feel like everything else is spiraling yeah great at least you can keep the communication open using this app mm-hmm.
1: yeah that's such a clever idea um and i guess you must have to almost reframe it as like a business transaction yeah. <laughs> you know talk to them as if
0: professional yeah just keep mm-hmm. it professional yeah exactly um yeah but it's yeah it's, it's not very fun and when you go to court, like I say, d- like the judges hate time wasters and they can tell. Yeah. So if you can have avoided going to court um, by doing mediation or whatever else, mm-hmm. it's I would say do that because they know how to make you feel absolutely fucking tiny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. I mean, I guess that helps put things in perspective though. <laughs> yeah and and remember that they are going to push for 5050 so even yeah. if you think you're going in with a really strong case that they shouldn't be and mm. unless Kafkas come back and say, yeah these children are not safe mm. and even then mm. it's questionable mm. it can be seen that you're trying to keep your kids away from the dad right yeah um, yeah they'll be pushing for that mm-hmm which is good, that's how I it say 50-50, be. like, that's the ideal, but definitely contact. Yeah. I'll be wanting the kids to have contact. hmm And the last thing I have to say on the subject is living in transition and that, like, limbo is awful, but the best thing you can do is sit in it and be patient. Yeah. Like, time is the biggest healer in all of this. Mm-hmm. Um because there's so many other emotions going on in the background they're going to constantly get in the way uh-huh. of progress yeah. so until the dust is starting to settle and things are not as chaotic as they were you're going to struggle to get to some kind of agreement anyway yeah um
1: well and when it's a breakup as well there's so many emotions all involved isn't there like it's almost like you have to deal with it like it's a really serious sensible thing when it's to do with the kids and to do with court and everything like that but then at the same time it's all of your emotions on the table and like having the breakdown of a relationship it must be really hard to separate those two things
0: Mm. yeah and then if you add in other things so we've talked about conflict and we you and I did an episode about conflict resolution Mm -hmm. and like how to manage your emotions during that and that was episode 49 Mm -hmm. Um But, you know, say a different type of crisis also comes in. Something's happened to one of your kids. Yeah. Something's happened to one of your parents and you have to take on a carer's role. Mm-hmm. Like, all of these things need to be taken in consideration and you kind of have to put your feelings on one side and go, this is what my children need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is difficult. Yeah, I bet.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and I guess at that point, like, it's like you become... You have to become a team again. Like, there's no choice.
0: Like... It's a very strange dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, we're going to need to work together. So something happened with one of my kids in that kind of setup where my ex and I had to come back together. And we actually got some um, therapy to support us with co-parenting mm-hmm. to support one of our children. Yes. Mm-hmm. And... um it's difficult because really it was like, you know, we're divorced now and there's still unresolved yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Not so much on my side, but I think on my ex is where oh. he feels like there's still things he wants to talk to me about. Yeah. To do with your relationship. To do with yeah. our relationship. And we have to put that to one side and say that is not what we're talking about in here. Yeah. We're talking about our child and how we can support them. Mm-hmm. Um that's really, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you say, it's like the same as going into work or something. Mm-hmm. You leave your problems at the door. We're now professionals. We're professional co-parents. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and we're going to do what is best for the children at all times. Kind regards, Hannah Harvey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the end. Mm.
1: Yeah, I like, I guess, like. In those times, it might be helpful to remember the reason that you were with them in the first place, you know? Yeah.
0: And there's plenty, like, even in the midst of all of the conflict, there's plenty to be like, but I know he's a good dad.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, And the fact that, you know, I'm very, very lucky that he even wants to be around his kids because not all dads do. Yeah. Not all mums do. Yeah. And you guys get to
1: be a team in a crisis. Yeah. Like, some people have to deal with this on their own. Yes, they Mm. do. And it, so you should utilize that team, I guess, if you mm-hmm.
0: can. Yeah, if you can look past past hurts and all that kind of stuff, and just be like, right, we've done with that. Professional co-parents, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Mm. Professional co-parents LLC. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to franchise it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> but with that in mind, Kafka's have got this like online course that can kind of support you through the process of trying to deal with the child element of divorce anyway great yeah we'll link
1: to it in the show notes yeah. that sounds good helpful
0: good anything to add from a child divorce point of view
1: oh uh, you know it's difficult looking back on it because I was a kid so like you don't like you're very wrapped up in your own little world you'd think you're the center of the universe when you're a kid and your parents are just kind of on the periphery you know don't like you taking care of you but I can't really even remember them like doing that much fighting or like having to make decisions together so like they must That's have done a really good, a good job, job of it yeah maybe <laughs> exactly. we need your mom on oh yeah, no, yeah.
0: She, i mean on. yeah
1: she she i think she had a lot to deal with you know um
0: mind you she might not want to talk about it
1: i don't i think i think she would but like um i can't actually tell you what she did right which is great you know <laughs> yeah I can't actually tell you how she did it, but I did feel very supported from both parents,
0: actually. And that'll have been as a result of good co-parenting, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Good communication behind the scenes. Yeah. To keep it steady and stable for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm very pleased. I know. For you. That's good thanks Katie well thank you good tips um, yeah anybody's got any thoughts on this subject or you want to get in touch or you're just having a shit time and you want to have a rant Mm -hmm. get in touch with me or Katie yep um on the old gram Mm that tends to be where we hang isn't
1: it It is it where we hang and remember that you can do this we believe in you yes Mm.
0: if I can do it, you can (laughs) (laughs) lovely thanks Katie bye thanks bye all right then thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next time for another episode of happily ever after with me hannah harvey it would be wonderful if you could leave a review and subscribe and of course if you have a friend who might enjoy this episode please do pass it on for anything else you can get in touch with me either through instagram at mumsdays or my website mumsdays.com